Welcome to the Brinkman Podcast, the podcast where we go behind the scenes of the audio drama The Brinkman Adventures. We talk about the missionaries, most importantly. We talk sometimes to the actors, to the writers, and we get the lowdown on everything that's happening. This is episode 16. I'm Eric Schilder, and with me... I'm Sarah Bowman. I'm here. Sarah is with us as well. And uh, today's podcast, we're going to go back to season one and actually the finale. I think Mm -hmm. it was it the finale, Sarah? Episode 12 on season one. Season one. And the name of the episode was called The Calling. And uh, it's a great episode. I actually just re-listened to it uh, a couple days ago because I wanted to remember exactly what was going on in the episode. And it was it was a really cool episode. I, I, I like that one a lot. Of, yeah. A lot of the episodes with, like, the Brinkman family, uh, mm-hmm. you know, doing things and the opportunities and then kind of what they learn are kind of fascinating to me. So mm-hmm. I, I enjoy those kind of slice-of-life uh, yes. episodes. So uh, we're going to go ahead and start off with uh, a clip. Is there anything we need to set up, Sarah? I don't think so. Let's just listen to it. Okay, Josh. When we were late to New Beginnings last time, Jeffrey said something that I can't shake. What's that, hon? He said I should think about changing my service. He was talking about my phone service, but his words went deeper. What do you mean, Dad? What he said reminded me of something Jesus said. No one can serve two masters. Either he will be devoted to the first one and hate the second one, or he'll hate the first one and be devoted to the second. We memorized that verse. Yeah. It's happening to us, guys. We're trying to serve both God and Sunrise. We've missed devotions, we've missed church, and now we're missing ministry. Michelle, you were right. We need to honor our commitment to new beginnings. We need to put God first and Sunrise in second. Thanks for the rocks, Ian. You like them? They're awesome. What kind is this? That's granite. It comes from North Jack, Carolina. I understand the it's dilemma, Indian. but I really believe you made the right decision. Anything that gets in the way of our calling is wrong, no matter how good it seems. Yeah. I'm afraid there's going to be a bunch of unhappy people. Speaking of unhappy people, I think what's coming at us right now. Jack, Brinkman, what have Awesome. <laughs> you know, one of the things that was interesting as I was listening to that was the kind of underlying thunderstorm going on. Oh, uh, yeah. Kind of, you know. The ominous. The ominous thunderstorm going storms. on. Exactly. So yeah. uh, in the episode, the, the Brinkmans get a chance to... Uh, kind of expand upon sort of a pseudo fame the thing they got going just starting, mm-hmm. and they find that it's kind of getting in the way of you know their ministry and the things that God has has called them to do. And um, I thought that was really interesting. It reminded me actually a, a little bit of the the parable of the sower, where it talks about mm-hmm. the cares of life sort of choking out the the belief. And uh, with us today to discuss this, uh, we actually have. Ian Boltman and Amy Boltman. So the the, the which is so exciting two, for the yeah. first time to have both of them together. <laughs> we got two of, two of the entire ministry family, and although the episode was uh, fictitious to a mm-hmm. certain extent, there were real elements in that, and the story kind of also parallels a, a little bit of of what's actually going on right now and what's been going on since the Brinkman Adventures started. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Six years ago? 
six or eight years ago? Nine, I think. Nine, nine now. Nine years ago. 2009, yeah. Wow. It's a long time. <laughs> so, you know, obviously it started somewhere. And, uh, you know, just to kind of get an overview, uh, we've, we've talked on a previous podcast about how it started, what was sort of right. the inspiration. But, um, you know, some changes have happened in the last uh, couple of years. And I think they're, they're very interesting. Ian, do you want to just kind of go into what happened about kind of two years ago? Yeah, sure. As we're listening to that episode, I'm like, ooh, boy, that feels like our life right now. We're <laughs> we're busy. And we were extremely busy um, two years ago working. I was working full-time at a church, and we had another business going on the side, and then the Brinkmans, and it was, it was way too much over the top. I was gone all the time. And so uh, we realized now's the time to start full-time doing the Brinkmans, either either do that or hang it up. And we felt right. like God wanted us to continue the Brinkmans. And so Amy and I prayed about it, talked about it, and felt like this is what he's called us to do. And so we, we took a step of faith and uh, we resigned from our church. and um, just, just the ministry. <laughs> Correct. Right. Right. We still, still attend. There. We go to a, we we have an awesome church. We yeah. go to a great church, and so we still attend. And, and our kids are still involved more than we are um, in the in the music program there. Uh, we travel more, so it's it's difficult. I, I still help lead worship occasionally, but um, yeah, we stepped down two years ago and went full time with the Brinkmans, and that's been our life now for two years. And that's that's quite a change because you had sort of a. I don't want to call it a safety net, but I guess in a, in a sense it was. Is, yeah. Is that how you felt? Yeah, we had a regular salary, and we went from that to um, trusting God to provide, like as do the missionaries that we feature in the show. And so here we are um, living this interesting faith journey. Now, Amy, when uh, Ian came to you, and you know maybe maybe you came to it at the same time, but when he first proposed saying, let's, let's do this full time, what were your thoughts? I can't really remember exactly how it came out. It was sort of more probably ruminating for quite a while um, between the two of us. And so, but it was a scary, you know, step to to actually commit to it. And then, and the big thing we kept coming back to was we're um, featuring missionaries and people that are doing this thing every day. And if we're not willing to take that step when we feel God pushing us, mm. um, then something's not right. So I think that was probably yeah. a good, big motivator <clears throat> for us. The struggle that we had was how do we pay for it? Because making radio drama is expensive. And um, our church had been funding it primarily um, almost fully up to that point. And we never worried about sales, and we, I mean, we'd give them away to people. And if we made money, that'd be great. But suddenly, we had to support ourselves, and God has provided. It's been a couple of years now, and and um, the sales for the, from the Brinkman still um, only support probably half of our expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, but God has provided in other ways. People have come up and and out of the blue just blessed us, and so it's been really. Quite a an interesting faith walk and exciting and a little scary at the same time. Uh, one, one example, maybe you should tell a little bit about the the RV. Oh, the RV. The story. RV is definitely uh, God providing, isn't it? Yeah, I remember when we mm-hmm. talked about doing more conventions. Um, what did you say to me? Um, my response was, "If we're gonna do these conventions and trips, I need an RV." 
And I said you married the wrong person for an <laughs> RV. <laughs> <laughs> right. Why did you want uh, an RV? What was why? Um, well, for me personally, I'm not a good traveler. I get sick when I'm traveling and in hotels and eating restaurant food and all that. I, I end up feeling very ill quickly, mm. and it makes it hard to travel. And then also just the logistics of all the kids, oh, yeah. you know, packing mm-hmm. them in yeah. and out of hotels. Um, leaving, at, leaving behind lots of stuff here. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah just so to me, it was like, that would be doable for me. Hmm. And it seems extravagant. And and it did seem extravagant for me to ask that. <laughs> I felt sort of like, you know, I don't know what you want to say, but yeah, and I remember also we have to get hotels when we travel if we don't have an oh, RV. Right. And so I remember uh, we were at a hotel. And technically it's like three hotels. We three rooms. Three yeah, rooms. Yeah, with all the kids that we have. <laughs> I remember we went to a convention in Florida and um, we had ordered two rooms. I got to the desk. They could only find one of the rooms. Oh. And they said, well, we're going to put you in the big suite. And I said, okay, that's great. And they said, well, how many people will you have in the suite? And I said... <laughs> A lot, like I think 11. And they said, 11? You can only have five in the suite. And I said, well, <laughs> I, I don't know what to do. I, I, do you want us to sleep out in the car? I mean, me and the boys can No, I'll just put down five, she said. And I remember walking away from the desk and Josh said, Dad, that was the shadiest check-in I've ever been a part of. <laughs> and, then, and then the story got worse in the hotel. Um, Peter colored all over these nice leather, white leather chairs. Oh, no. And as I was trying to take the ink off with, I don't know, hair spray or something, (laughs) I'm scrubbing away. He escapes, and the security found him and brought him back to us and had a a little notebook and wrote some stuff down. And and, uh, and then then there was this woman who was the housekeeper, (laughs) and she was not happy that we were running a crock pot. Inside the room. And then she asked me, how many people do you have? There's, there's sleeping bags lying all over the floor. And at that point, we were like, you know, this is not working. Mm-hmm. So you decided to go with the RV. And you didn't have one, though, at the time, right? We didn't have one, no. And so <clears throat> I remember we, um, I was asked to speak to the old folks at our church. There's a ministry called the Owls. It's the older, wiser people in our church. Oh, and so cool. they were gathering for a Bible study and they said, come give your testimony. And so I came and told them about the Brinkmans and, and my story. And at the end, Howard, who actually has acted in the Brinkmans, he's 92 years old. Mm-hmm. He Howard is the um, pastor in Bad Legs. Or no, he's the elder in Bad Legs who says, That's right. we're sorry that nobody, <laughs> oh, that, no. that only a cripple girl could come forward. That was Howard Honette. Oh, okay. So, so Howard was the leader of this group and he said, um, in closing, how can we pray for you? And I said, well, here's, this sounds kind of funny, but we need an RV. And he, they all gathered around me and they put their hands on me and they prayed this amazing prayer. Mm-hmm. And I remember Howard saying, God, give them an RV with an, a great engine. And and I got done and I thought that was worth coming just for that prayer of these old saints around yeah. me. And mm-hmm. the next day, they didn't know this. I didn't tell them this, but we had we had an appointment the next day to meet with somebody from our church who was going to loan us an RV for our next trip, just mm-hmm. for one little leg, okay. because we wanted to see conceptually 
do we travel well in an RV? We've never done it. And so these, this family was using it, and they said, we're coming back, and you can borrow it in between, and we'll need it again, but there's this window. And so um, we went over to their house that next day to learn how to drive this thing. Hmm. And while we were there, they said, we feel like God wants us to give this to you. Whoa. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, well, that's a, I would say that's a provision, wouldn't you? Um, yep. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And so we have a number of stories like that where God has just um, intervened and, and provided for us in, in amazing ways. It's, it's pretty incredible. So now you have the RV. And so you got like a real partridge family thing kind of going on. <laughs> and uh, you do travel around in a, in a pack, sort of like, you know, elementary school soccer players around the ball. Uh, but I think that highlights for me one of the, the important things that you know, the Brinkmans are about and mission missionaries are about as well is that being a missionary is not a solo thing. It's not like the dad is is the missionary and, you know, mm-hmm. everyone else does their own thing. Being a missionary is really a family journey. It is the family ministering together. And uh, Amy, maybe you could tell tell us a little bit about kind of what that's meant to you with the family ministering together. And and you homeschool, correct? Correct. Uh, you know, Ian ministers by being in, in the studio, and mm-hmm. you minister by being a homemaker and by schooling your kids. And uh, so, you know, how is how are you using the the things that, that are going on in the recording for the Brinkman Adventures in your homeschooling? Well, the kids get really cool opportunities to be a part of the writing of the Brinkman so that they're getting valuable writing skills. Um, us traveling, we get to see a lot of really cool places and hearing stories of missionaries and other aspects of business and um, engineering sound. And I mean, they're just so, all the kids are just very much involved they are they are involved and they're very good. I mean, they you, are. Got, you got engineer Josh mm-hmm. working. Um, you know, I've written with uh, with a couple of the other the older kids, mm-hmm. and yeah, they, they work on the website and they do the social media thing. They act. Uh, they do some of the art. They help Sarah with the art. Right. They, they so. are the models for us. They're. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're involved, and in, I mean, they pack, they ship Brinkmans, they help mm-hmm. put stickers on on when we sell a CD. Sometimes, I mean, they're sold in different places, but we also sell them from our house, since we have a, a shelf full of them. And when they sell every morning, Amy's, you know, printing off labels, and sometimes the kids will help with that. And they'll, when yeah. we have a big order, they'll pack things and make boxes for us. And right. yeah, when we're traveling at the conventions, they're um, interacting with people, with customers, and learning how to talk to mm-hmm. people and you know, communicate the Brinkman ministry and um, set the booth up and take the booth down and, yeah, behave themselves. <laughs> that's that's the tough one, right? They probably behave <laughs> a lot better at conventions than they do in the They holidays. love conventions. Yeah, yes, they, I mean, they do. And, you know, the neat thing is, is like a lot of homeschool kids, they're, they're very articulate, they're very um, inquisitive, and they, they pick up things quickly and they work with the things they're interested in, and they grudgingly do well the things mm-hmm. that they don't want to. And I, I bet you that you know everything is kind of a learning experience. 
Um, especially when you travel. I mean, you, you mm -hmm. travel all around. Uh, in your mm -hmm. RV, there's probably some mechanical stuff that needs to be done pretty soon. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> our son David, who plays Isaac, is Mister Logistics. Oh, he uh, okay. he knows when, where, how. And he's he's awesome to have um, on a trip. So, I think that highlights that it's it's basically a family gig. When you say mm -hmm. Sarah, yeah, and it's it's fun to watch that too. I love. I'm I'm able to do a few conferences with Shannon, but. I mean, Shannon, who plays Susan Brinkman, which is really special. We get to do that together. But I did get to go to one where the, the kids were. And it was just really fun to watch them at the booth and talking to people. And it just there's a lot of really special excitement around it. So, yeah, it's it's really neat. What are some of the, the highlights of uh, doing the, the Brinkman Adventures? A couple of my favorite things are the traveling and getting mm -hmm. to meet the people that listen to us and talk with them and and um, hear their stories and, and how they're challenged by the stories that we're telling. And then also another favorite part for me is actually getting to hear the stories and then telling them. And and, and they're challenging and they, they've challenged us as a family too. Mm -hmm. and, and to get to be a part of that is, is really an honor. That's cool. I have to ask is, you know, because you, Ian is quite liberally mining from your personal lives uh, <laughs> to, to fuel his his stories. What's it like, you know, you're listening to a story mm -hmm. like, I remember when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are lively family discussions usually. <laughs> um, whether or not they can be told, you know, whether or not that story can be told and and how it's told and and um names are sometimes changed lobbying no you will not <laughs> tell that story dad <laughs> dad oh, come on it's a good story <laughs> no one wants to people hear that people will love it yeah <laughs> so uh you know we talked a little then about some of your favorite things what are some of the challenges that you face for me the challenge i would say is is juggling it all and and um, Amy does a ton. I mean, you mentioned she's a homemaker and mm -hmm. she homeschools. Um, she's she sets up the conferences, so that whole scheduling and, and where we're going, and she does a lot of the finances, most of the finances actually. Um, and so um, she does. The she's shipping. the shipping department, and so in inventory. So she does a mm -hmm. lot. Amy does a ton. Yeah. So juggling that mm -hmm. is hard. And and for me, you know, I I do nothing. I just write. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's here. He's here late some nights. Just just just, some nights. just Not writing. Too many. Not too many. Well, <laughs> well, that's good. I'm. I mean, I think it's fantastic that you know you had this calling, and uh, you were obedient and faithful in following it, and your family was behind you, and. Um, you know, you've been blessed and there's been challenges. And what what kind of things has has God kind of brought home to you, the things you've learned, things God have, has taught you, um, you know, over this kind of journey? And, and by God's grace, the, the journey will continue on for a long time. But how about you, Amy? Let's, let's start with you. Um, I think one of my biggest lessons that I'm learning um, through this journey and the the stage of life we're at too it's all kind of blended together um but 
the saying goes, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. And I wrestled with that because I I felt like, yeah, he does kind of give you more than you can handle. And, and, and then I came to the place where, um, yes, he does give us more than we can handle so that we stay reliant on him and, and dependent on him and trusting him to help us Hmm. do what we need to do. And, and when we came into the Brinkman's, when God laid that calling on, on us, we had no idea what we were doing and, and, um, and we weren't equipped, you know, for it. And, and so we had to, to, um, stake, you know, mm-hmm. trusting and dependent on him to give us what we need. And, and I totally. just, and so I just, that was a big lesson that I learned that God will walk through the overwhelming and, and the too much to handle and, and, and with his help, we can, you know, handle it. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, even from an outsider's perspective, at mm. least not being in the immediate family, you know, it's been neat for me to see how God has brought certain people to you mm-hmm. and certain opportunities. And, and God is faithful that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't call you and then just sort of forget about you. So how about you, Ian? What? Things that you've learned or are learning. <laughs> God must, he has to be a little bit stronger with you. Just I, think. Um, I don't know, Eric. It's, you know, it's, we've been doing this for, for nine years and um, a lot of the lessons he has to probably keep teaching me, uh, trust me, um, I'll provide, um, it will get done, I'll bring the stories, it'll work out um, because there's a lot of those it's not going to work out or we're not going to make it or we're, strug- just, we're struggling with this story. There's or, just no way. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of opportunities in this ministry to, to say that. And, and um, so I have to come back to that on a regular basis. And just when I think that I have it figured out and learned, I realize that I didn't and I'm worrying again. And so, yeah, trusting kind of like what you were saying, mm-hmm. Amy, about, about, um, relying on him, I mean, it's, it's been a constant thing for us, and and he's been good, mm-hmm. and um, but it's been a lot of work, and that's that's another thing that I've learned. I thought that when we um, launched full time a couple of years ago, it would suddenly become very easy. Um, if anything, it's become mm-hmm. probably more difficult because there's more there's more aspects of it, and um, but that's okay because. Uh, that's another thing that perhaps I'm learning is difficult is okay in our in mm. our society and in our That's culture. So yeah. Yeah. We want to we want to alleviate any yeah. discomfort, and we want you know the comfortable car, and we want the comfortable room in the hotel, mm-hmm. and we want the comfortable temperature in our shower, and anything that violates that is bad, and I don't think that's true. And so coming to terms with that and saying, okay, this is hard. But it's good. I'm called to do it. It's going to be a battle, but the reward is worth it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I think, you know, when I hear that, I think that it really echoes a lot of missionaries I've talked to. And that's sort of a reminder um, that you don't have to necessarily be in a jungle or a desert uh, to be a missionary. 
You're that's true. You know, you're mm-hmm. you can be a missionary uh, in a lot of different ways in your school, in you know your friends groups. You're you know everywhere that you are. Things your 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 place of work. If if you're not in a full time you know ministry, you're you're still a missionary. Mm-hmm. And I so I I hope that any missionaries that might be listening are encouraged. And I hope people that are thinking about uh, the missions, whether it's in a jungle or if it's in their place of work, are also encouraged by that. That's another thing that I've learned in doing the Brinkmans. I used to have a very narrow view of missions. And I see now how, like you said, it really is true. We can be missionaries wherever we are. We went out to eat last night with a couple, and he's a police officer. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me what he was doing, mm-hmm. you know, quoting scripture to these people. And I'm like, man, you are a missionary. Mm-hmm. You are That's salt cool. in this in this area. And you're preserving, helping to preserve culture. And God is using you to speak truth to these people, these drug addicts. I have another friend in the FBI. God has him in a special place right now. And he's a missionary serving there. And I, I pray for him like I, like I pray for missionaries because I see... Um, I see how God wants to use each one of us mm-hmm. with our gift set, whether that's mowing a lawn or it's up in front of 10,000 people preaching or it's smuggling Bibles. Whatever it is that God has called us to do, it's just as valuable as the next thing in God's economy. And he talks about the lesser member and the you know, right, how, right. how the body of Christ, that member, which is kind of small and hidden, is just as important as the other one. And, and I've kind of come to realize that, I think, in doing the Brinkman's, that that's kind of how missions is. And, and I feel I almost have this new mission to to help people understand that you're not second class if you're a businessman. Right. You know, you're not in a separate category. We have this the sacred here and the secular here. Right. No. I mean, it's all the same. It's it's all sacred. It's not secular just because you're not serving in the church or you're not overseas as an overseas missionary. You're in the FBI and it's sacred. God has you there for a reason. Just right. as important as the missionary mm-hmm. in Africa. That's yeah, so good. I, would, I would agree with that. We were talking earlier, as you said, and we said that, you know, really serving God and your neighbor in the vocation in which you are is what the Lord would have us do. And I think that's that's a great place to wrap up. Yeah, you anything I to add, Sarah? So. No, I just, I think <clears throat> it's been neat to watch Ian and Amy's family take this step. You know, I'm also kind of, you know, watching from afar and watching things develop. And I'm just really proud of you guys, you know, for for doing that and for launching and for trusting him because it's not easy. And I and I see that I see the the struggle it can be, but I also see the joy that it is. So Mm -hmm. I'm just proud of you guys. And I think it's so worth it. I mean, I just hear, you know, the kids that write back and the the families that write back Mm -hmm. inspired. And I think, man, what a blessing to be able to be a part of that. And so Mm -hmm. I'm glad I can be a part of it with you. And yeah, I'm just grateful to be here with you. And we see the same thing to you, Sarah. It's Mm -hmm. it's such a joy to have you. And I was going through some old old photos the other day and and there you were with the little kids. And and I think I might've said this in in a previous podcast. I just... I just cherish how you have had an impact on our kids, and you continue to do that. And the older ones who are who are almost getting married right now, and you're mentoring them in a way. And so, yeah, it's awesome to have you here as a part of this too. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> so no crying. 
though, on the podcast. There's no problem in podcasting. So okay, you some can cry. Kleenex in here, Engineer Josh. <laughs> well, that's about going to do us uh, for this episode, episode 16 of the Brinkman Podcast. If you want to know, uh, learn more about uh, the Brinkmans and the Boltmans and their ministry, uh, head on over to thebrinkmanadventures.com. And uh, you can find out more information. You can buy CDs. You can, uh, if you want to support or, or uh, leave comments, if you get a chance, you could um, like us on Facebook or, or post a comment. And uh, we love your feedback. So um, for all of us, this is Eric Schilder. This is Sarah Boltman. And we're saying see you next time. <laughs> Adios. Adios.